Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Uh, Jordan Morris here with a robot fucking update. Great. Thank God. I have been on, as they say, tenterhooks, wondering what's going on with robot fucking Jordan. And I'm so glad that you came here ready with an update for me. Well, this is one specific robot, namely the robot from Rocky IV um, that was discussed a few weeks ago on this show. Yeah. So for folks you don't remember, uh, Rocky IV has a robot butler in it. The robot butler... It is in, perhaps implied in the film Rocky IV that the robot butler has fucked Polly, the trainer. Not entirely clear. There has been, over the past few years, some back and forth over potential director's cut that might have more or less of the robot butler. Yeah. So so this was something that I think we were talking about with a little bit of Mandela effect on it. I think that, you know, it's one of those things that kind of like you, you bring up in conversation that someone kind of half remembers. I think I think it is in the same zone as the ghost blowjob from Ghostbusters. Dan Aykroyd getting the... And the ghost blowjob, I watched Ghostbusters recently. Uh, the ghost blowjob is very real and very inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Uh, very weird and upsetting in the context of that film, which, you know, granted, not probably imagined to be a children's film when they were making it, but certainly is out of character with the rest of the film, both in terms of its comic tone and in terms of its level of explicitness. Right. We do see the pants being undone, I think. Yeah. But you're not seeing, you know, a penis go into a ghost mouth. No, I mean, I don't even know. I'm not 100% on whether ghosts have mouths, although I guess where would their banshee screams come from? Right. Actually, ghosts don't have mouths. Banshees do. It's kind of an okay. alligator crocodile thing. Have you seen the dick sucking scene that got cut from Darby O'Gill and the Little People, speaking of? <laughs> yeah, you could get that on a region-free Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. You got to get the South Korean version. Sure. Yeah. But it's in there. Yeah. And it's hot. South Koreans love leprechauns. A lot of people don't know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anything leprechaun. How do they feel about oral sex? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're about the same on it as most, but sure. uh, but leprechauns they're super into. Yeah. It was one of these things we were kind of like going back and forth on. And, and, and I think some people don't remember this at all. And some people remember a full on man to robot penetration scene. That's just how memory works. Right. Who penetrates who in some people's memory? Exactly, Jesse. Exactly. Who watches The Watchmen? Who penetrates who? Yeah. The the robot as I remember, maybe has like a VHS tape slot or something. Well, so, so what I did was I, I wanted to set the record straight. I didn't want to watch all of Rocky Four, but I did pull up a YouTube video that had assembled the robot scenes. Okay, great. I said it had a VCR. It has a car stereo. Excuse me. Yeah. So kind of how this plays out is it's Polly's birthday. He's wearing a tiny cowboy hat. Very funny. Sylvester Stallone brings in the robot. It kind of comes in in this terrifying shot, like, you know, it was Godzilla looming over the city. There's this kind of Kraftwerk-esque music playing, and the robot says in a robot voice that is kind of in line with the music, Happy birthday, Polly! (laughs) Okay. Like that. So wait, it's in line with the music like an electro rap song? It kind of sounds like it's part of the song. Okay. Some hijinks ensue. A kid sprays Polly with whipped cream. That's the end of the scene. Lots of fun. And then we come back later in the film toward the end. The robot comes back. And instead of having that terrifying, happy birthday, Polly voice, it has a sexy lady's voice. It pours Polly a beer. And then 
while it's kind of blasting this kind of, you know, Sade type song. Mm -hmm. And then everyone kind of looks at Polly and he's like, who taught it to talk like that, they say. And then he just says, that's my girl. And then Mm -hmm. it leaves and the camera lingers on it. And the robot's boxy. It's a it's a rectangle, but the camera lingers on the robot leaving like it was zooming in on its on a butt, like a sexy butt walking away, you know, like when Patrick Swayze gets up out of bed to close the curtains. Like in a buttish manner. Yeah, like a buttish manner. So it the camera's filming the robot like we're objectifying its butt. So I'm looking at a picture of the robot. I feel like I did a bad job describing it. It has a round sternum camera, mm-hmm. what looks like a camera. Above that, it has a blinky head that looks like the Lombardi trophy, which is the NFL championship trophy. Below that, it has a round sort of mm, uh, like a large ring camera or a small how eye. Below that, it has a green display. That's the car stereo I was thinking of. And that looks like droopy boobs. And then down below what would be the robot's waistline, there's a wider round-cornered console that maybe has a cassette tape area, which is where you would put your deck. Right. So to say that Polly fucks the robot is people making a leap. Right. He is clearly has feelings for the robot. Right. And, you know, like I not not all relationships have a sexual component. It could just be a comfort thing, could just be kind of for companionship. Mm-hmm. So I think it is disingenuous to say that he fucks the robot, but I don't think it's out, out of line to say that he loves the robot. It's an example of inductive reasoning. Right. So you have A and C and B may be inferred from A and C, even if you're not certain of what B is, you can make a reasonable inference and the reasonable inference, the certainty is that they have man-robot love. Right. The extrapolation here, the inference is that that love has a sexual component, that Polly either becomes tumescent and enters that tape deck slot Mm -hmm. or from the tape deck slot emerges some kind of steel member... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sure. <laughs> Which plows Polly. Right. Stimulating his prostate. Mm-hmm. Or not all man-robot relationships are like that. They could lie next to each other and either stimulate each other or themselves manually. Right. Or none of the above. So I think, you know, when we're all sitting around remembering, you know, the movies of our youth, half remembering the movies of our youth. Yeah. I just don't think we should say that in Rocky Four, Polly fucks a robot. I think we should say in Rocky Four, Polly loves a robot. Mm-hmm. Would you say that the robot is polyamorous? <laughs> you know what? I would now, because I've seen the South Korean region-free DVD. (laughs) Great. It has some secondary partners, but it and Polly are fluid bonded, which means that Polly can come inside it. Yeah. Polly comes motor oil, by the way. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) That's something he dealt with his entire life. It was mostly a problem until he met the robot. Right. Will I ever find anyone? Is yeah. the question he asked himself. Yeah. And he ended up finding that Lombardi trophy with red blinky lights on it. And the rest, of course is herstory. Mm. Our guest on the program, favored around these parts, uh, one of the hosts of the All Fantasy Everything podcast, stand-up comic, a Denverite, a legend of the Mile High City, standing astride the city like, I don't know, John Elway, I guess, <laughs> or uh, a craft beer. Standing aside the city like a fleece jacket. <laughs> Folks, you've heard him on parts of Paramount+. Plus. 
Not all of Paramount Plus, but a lot of times when you pick something on Paramount Plus, there's David Borey. Our guest is David Borey. Hey, guys. What a joy to have you here. What a joy to be here. Hey, David. What are the new episodes of Beavis and Butthead dropping? (laughs) September 23rd. Wow. (laughs) I got it just like that. I could turn it on and off. Hell yeah, man. Anytime. I like when I'm buying cars, love making. Yeah. Anytime. Anybody can get the voice. Oh, man. And thanks for indulging us. I know it's kind of annoying when people make you say your catchphrase. And- no, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Not too hot for baby. That's my other one. <laughs> Is that a show on Paramount Plus? Yeah, that's coming. <laughs> It's uh, Cheech Marin and Eric Estrada, actually. Wow. Great. Thank goodness. I only watch Taxi on there, so. (laughs) Is Taxi on there? Yeah. Hell yeah. Taxi's on there. And fucking Taxi rules. The other day I was watching Taxi and Danny DeVito said to Tony Danza, I wish you were a little bit smarter so you could understand how dumb you are. (laughs) Man. Beautiful. (laughs) Great. Got you, Danza. And that cheers you up after you've listened to that sad ass theme song. Fucking love how sad that theme song is. Oh, man. Regret your life. (laughs) Nothing has ever made me ready to laugh like that long, sad sequence Mm -hmm. of a fucking taxi cab crossing a bridge. Just a bridge from disappointment to disappointment. That's the major Dugan Expressway in New York goes from disappointment to further disappointment. (laughs) David, man, I'm I'm jealous of your hoodie. It's been hot as balls in LA. I try and be hot positive. It's harder and harder to be that these days. Hot's out, baby. It's cold season. What's it like being cold? Tell us about it. Well, I've had a crazy day in that I was at the hot springs, so I've been a lot of temperatures today. Whoa. Oh, great. Let's get into it. Should we go cold to hot, hot to cold? Should we jump all over the place? I mean, I I started out in the thermal caves. Okay. What the fuck is that? You go underground, it's a bunch of naked dudes, and then you just you get in these pools underground, and it's so hot. Wait, where, what are these caves? It's not like a bat, I don't, like, physically, what's happening? Is that what you're asking me? <laughs> I is guess this- we just, what we need is total information. <laughs> yeah. Am I not doing this right? This is going to be a soup to nuts situation, just as the water in that cave is a soup to nuts situation. Sure. Start from the beginning, when the earth was young and gases were cooling the surface. <laughs> Listen, I'm not I'm not a doctor. I don't I don't know the science between the hot springs. I just get in and loosen up. It's in the basement. <laughs> That, by the way, is what they teach in medical. Well, not in medical school, but in residency. Yeah, that's you. That's on the job. Medical school is cadavers and shit. And then when you get to residency, that's the part where they teach you how <laughs> geothermal warming mm-hmm. works. Is that? Do you know how? Or I mean, maybe you can explain. It was a basement full of baths. There was one side for men, one side for women. I went in there. Like when you first walk in, there's a bunch of naked people who were like shell shocked because they just got out of the hot, and it's like it's like very jarring it's so hot in there yeah they're losing blood from their penis shrinking oh man i i it, listen there was a couple big ones in there oh that's great <laughs> cool. good for those yeah. guys yeah, what are the when does one do this like like you're like let's go do you, are you like i had a tough week or you know i'm sore from a exercise regiment why why go <laughs> i mean my little brother's in town uh-huh. and i wanted to show him the best that the mile high has to offer so i said let's go 
sweat next to some ding dongs. <laughs> Every time one of my brothers is in town, I prefer sweating next to a snowball. <laughs> Fair. I sweat next to ho hos, but that's like your boy only sweats next to little Debbie, folks. <laughs> that's my girl. Yeah. Contractually, I understand. <laughs> If you've been sweating next to another snack cake and you come home to little Debbie, she can smell it on you. Yeah. She says, that a goddamn home run pie. Yeah. <laughs> you told me you weren't texting that Twinkie. Yeah. <laughs> I smell too thick cherry. Everybody knows those zebra cakes are whores. Yeah. <laughs> It'll suck your dick like a robot. <laughs> Sorry, they'll love you like a robot. When my brothers are in town, like you, I serve. There's a lot of activities available here in Los right. Angeles, but I I try and choose a dick out one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just like a fun. Me and Bubba, me and Big John. <laughs> my brothers hanging dong with big john yeah. hanging dong with john i didn't hang dong though i i had shorts on which kind of i felt like a coward a little bit yeah i was gonna ask how you felt about you know that kind of public bathing kind of exercise nudity i would love to be more european about it than i was i'll mm-hmm. tell you that yeah i, I was like man i, I just I, I don't know. I wor- I worry too. The water was so hot. I, I, I know that it's like not protecting me, but I feel like there's a layer of protection there just in case. But uh, yeah, I, I'm fine with the nudity. I, you know, take it off. I can't get with it. I'm not can't nude anywhere. It? Are you a never nude? I'll be nude in a, let's say my girl, <laughs> my wife, Teresa, not a robot. She's seen me nude. Right. But I don't think... You know, granted, my brothers are, are much younger than I. Same. Seven or eight and 14 years younger than me. 14 is my little brother. He's 14 oh, years younger than me. So my brothers, I don't think I have seen their dongs post-adolescence. Oh, I no, same. This would have been a first for both of us. Yeah. Did your brother wear shorts? Yeah. 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 I think he was wearing, were you wearing shorts and underwear in the, in the hot springs? (laughs) (laughs) He's in the room. Yeah. yeah, He's right there. (laughs) Fun reveal. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) I, I think I'm with you. I mean, I think I have gotten comfortable with that kind of locker room spa schwitz type nudity right i was not for the longest time i definitely you know was not a, a sports guy i was not changing in the high school locker room wait I think- you weren't changing in the high school how uh, so I th- so the sp- only sport I did in high school was swimming, and when I would do that, I would wear my swimsuit under my jeans, and then I would kind of like in the parking lot, kind of towel in the parking lot. Yeah, I would kind of towel change the swimsuit off. And then pull on the jeans, staying as clothed and concealed as possible. I didn't do it in high school either. I didn't do it in middle school or high school. Both my middle school and high school did not have locker rooms. My high school, shout out School of the Arts in San Francisco, our gym was, we did not have a gym. And then it was all in a elementary school for children with disabilities, so that we did not have a full set of high school stuff. 
No science lab with 12 sinks or whatever. No chemistry lab with vials. And I might be thinking of the movie Frankenstein. Or weird science, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you could make babes out of pages of Playboy magazine, right? Yeah. Oh, that's all we did. It was a school, right? <laughs> it's called a little something called art, Jordan. Yeah. Get familiar. <laughs> no, hey, listen, I've cut pages out of a Playboy, shoved them into a dot matrix printer to create a magic babe that turns my brother into a monster. <laughs> I've done that, okay? I was 16 once. I didn't get to do that kind of stuff until I got to college when I became Jeremy Piven and invited George Clinton to play on campus. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. The Piv. David, did you do high school sports and did you change in the locker room? I did do high school sports. I did change in the locker room. I didn't shower much in the locker room. Like, cause I would just shower when I got home. Like I would go to football practice, change into practice clothes, but then after practice, I wouldn't shower. I would just go home to shower. Unless it was like an away game, then you got to do it. Then you just got to go in there. You got to. You got to do the away games. What are you going to do? Take it out. My best friend when I was a kid, Pete, he played both football and rugby. He played like organized rugby in the park okay. on weekends. And the two things that I remember most vividly about those situations were how smelly he would become <laughs> in those. Like I'd come over on Saturday afternoon to his house in Bernal Heights and just the whole house would be full of teenager smell. Ooh, but that's the a other bad thing, musk. The other thing I remember is him just... I think Sundays was rugby and he'd just be in the living room of his house just going because uh, he, he just gets so fucked up playing rugby every weekend. It's just a violent sport for hurting. Yeah, I, I'm not into I'm not into getting hurt, man. <laughs> what was the worst hurt you ever got playing high school football? Uh, my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I don't know. My knee pops out now. Oh, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Does it act up when there's a storm a coming? No, no, no. Yeah. It's like a divining rod. It can't find water. <laughs> if you're in the desert. Yeah. If I'm in the desert. It acts the old trick knee. Trick knee pops out. I get an erection. There's water about. <laughs> that's how yeah. it works, right? Yeah. That's that's how it works. That's how you found those goddamn caves. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Due north. I followed my knee and my boner. Right underground. <laughs> I think I'm kind of with you on this on this hot springs thing. I think I would like if I was there with by myself or you know with the gang or with with a lover. I think I would I would like to go nude. But yeah, I think if I was there for a family member, I'd keep the shorts on. Would you fuck in a hot spring, Jordan? Oh, uh, boy. How how hot? How <laughs> how private? And can I bring my own speaker that is playing Kraftwerk? I do, you Ooh, can only that's, have that's sexy <laughs> robot. I can only come when I hear "Happy Birthday, Polly." <laughs> <laughs> As a teen, I did some activities once in a hot tub. Mm. Yeah. And what I remember, I mean, granted, all teen activities contain both the extraordinary thrill of touching a romantic interest's body slash seeing it, et cetera, right? Like that overrides all other things, but everything else about them is pretty bad. But this was the worst of the bad because the water, you think it's going to be wet, 
but it's actually dry. Does that make sense? Oh, you're talking about getting a knobber in a hot tub? Yeah, it doesn't sure. It doesn't act as a lubricant like you think it would underwater. No part of it works. Yeah. It's the same principle of when you're very, very, very thirsty and then try and drink sparkling water. And you're like, why is this not working? <laughs> it's the exact yeah. same same end result. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> and Jordan, just as Pauly ejaculates motor oil, and as we learn, David Borey ejaculates hot water, I ejaculate carbon dioxide bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> they call you the old soda stream. Yeah. <laughs> if you shove one of those flavor capsules up your ass, you can get a you can get it lime lime flavored. I put my dick right into one of those sort of classic seltzer bottles. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a clown uses. <laughs> WC Fields famous. Right. I like to put my dick into an old timey soda machine glass. Like you know when they did it with the ice cream and the sprinklers. Right. Oh God, right. yeah. Make an egg cream. Sure, that's where the phrase soda jerk comes from. <laughs> yeah. It's not because not the guy's unpleasant. I also like to stick my dick in a good malt. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not to, not to brag. I like it when you get the glass of cum, but then they give you the uh, little metal cylinder afterwards. So that's where I make my money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the top tier of your OnlyFans, David. Yeah. <laughs> It's just me. It's my metal cup and I'm just jizzing in it. (laughs) Is that what OnlyFans is? I think I could make some money. I think that's what OnlyFans is. They tried to transition away from the metal cups of jizz, but the users rebelled. Right, yeah. Can I ask you guys, realistically, how long do you think it would take you to fill one of those ice cream metal cups with jizz? Great question. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, David. I'm glad you brought this up. A lot of our guests don't read the outlines that we provide, and I really appreciate that you did. (laughs) He does the reading. (laughs) Great question. I think... Jeez, I'm trying to imagine my own load. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Get in the mind of your load. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering what's the most efficient way to do this. Is it like a daily standard size load? Do you wait and do a bi-weekly larger load if the goal is to fill this up as fast as possible which that's it okay that's it jordan sorry i just have to do a quick bit of business here yeah um daniel remember to submit this one for the peabody yeah (laughs) the the penis body yeah can you get us a polk for this (laughs) a thurber i think i could fill the cup in six months. Really? Yes. That is ambitious. Do you drink a lot of water? Yeah, I'm always hydrating. It's a result of having a kidney stone kind of early in life. I always hydrate, drink a lot of okay. water. And uh, just in advance, letting you know that it's going to be it's gonna be pineapple flavored. <laughs> do you take zinc? I do take zinc, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's why. Uh, does that affect the load? Yeah, that's for throwing ropes. Really? Yeah. Huh. Zinc is for ropes. Zinc is for ropes. Zinc is for ropes. Interesting. Yeah, oh yeah. That's the kids. Huh. Jordan. Not the kids. As Omar Khayyam said in the Rubaiyat, <laughs> mm. ah, fill the cup. What boots right. it to repeat how time is slipping underneath our feet, unborn tomorrow and dead yesterday? Why fret about them if today be sweet? About six months. Beautiful. That's wow. what Kayam said in the Rubaiyat. Beautiful. As true today <laughs> as it was then. Mm-hmm. One moment in annihilation's waste. One moment of the well of life to mm-hmm. taste. This poem is so jizz-friendly <laughs> when it comes to explication. Are there poems that aren't? 
That's a good point. Yeah, most. That's a good point. The plums in the refrigerator. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure. it's kind of, yeah. I got it. Goes back to the Bible, Song of Solomon. That's all Song about. Song of Solomon. It's all about blasted fat loads. Oh, that's about throwing ropes. Yeah. Can I ask you guys a question? Have yeah. you ever been to a soda shop where they have the pull things and they, this is, I'm just moving off the jizz cup for a moment. Yeah, that's but we should get back to it because I think I was the only one that answered. Okay. For me... Have I taken my saw palmetto for men's prostate health? Yeah, yes. it's just your regular, you, regular you. You're, reg, you're on your regular routine, whatever lotions, potions, and salves get you through. It's a huge cup. That's what I think. It's a huge cup. It's wide and deep. It's one of those things where you say, which is the bigger cup, the short, wide one, or the tall, skinny one? And it turns out they're the same. But actually, this one is wide and tall. Yeah, it's a huge mm-hmm. cup. It's like a lot of jizz. Boy. I mean, Jordan, would you be going down to the swimming hole every day in this scenario? Uh, I mean, here's what I think I would do. I would use the first month to test various load sizes. Okay. Do a week. Right. So do you have load control? Is that what you're suggesting here? No, no. I I mean I obviously like I think like David said there's things you can do to affect the load, hydrating, mm-hmm. zincin. Yeah. Again, but, uh saw palmetto for prostate health. Yeah, that's uh that's something. And Pygeum. Like obviously if this is a contest that we're all entering into, we should Whoa, is this a contest? Oh, I didn't. I did not. I didn't. I thought we were just evaluating. I didn't know there was a value judgment in here. I thought we were just getting the lay of the land, the lay of the cup, I guess. After pandemic, I promised myself no more jizz offs. (laughs) (laughs) I think we can all relate. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I think what I would do is I would use the first month to kind of test various loads. Like, is it what do I get daily versus what do I get weekly versus what do I get, you know, biweekly and then kind of decide on one that feels like it's producing the most volume. And then for the remaining five months or however long till the thing's filled, I stick with that. Okay. So there would be a period of analysis. Would you be A-B testing like a web designer working on a cart checkout or like somebody sending email blasts? Yeah, so sure. to speak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Testing subjects. Also, are you going to have some kind of blind loads? Yeah. Does that make sense? Right. Like yeah. A- Somebody has to not know that you're jizzing on them as sure. a control. Yeah. Yeah. That's where my good friend, Mr. Magoo, comes in. <laughs> <laughs> For the double blind load test. Yeah. I get it. Mr. Magoo's what I call my loads. Sure. <laughs> and I think I could probably, six months, I'm saying. Half good year. for you. Hey, what about this? Mr. Magoo, meet my Mr. Goo. Sure, that's, that's also something you could say. I don't know. I mean, what's a podcast if not saying words? I Okay, so I think it would take me literal years, actual years. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I would be concerned about... The thing is, is even if you put saran wrap on top, saran wrap is porous. We learned that from Cook's Illustrated. Mm-hmm. America's Test Kitchen taught us that. You have to wrap it first in saran wrap so it doesn't get freezer burn, then in foil because the foil is not porous. So even if I did that, I think years for me. I think, yeah, yeah, I guess maybe something I didn't take into account is like (laughs) storage. I mean, have you ever even seen Storage Wars? (laughs) I don't think that's what it's about. That's what it's about. (laughs) 
<laughs> yep. It's people fitting on lockers full of cum. Yeah, just see like random load lockers. That's the thing. If I was allowed to enter auctions, I could fill it up a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah, sure, of course. I have the resources. David, do you have a do you have an estimate? I'm with Jesse, man. It's it's an amount thing. I mean, what, listen, we're talking what's that cup? 45 ounces maybe? Yeah. 40 45 fluid ounces? That seems right. What are you doing in one load? Like a sixth of an ounce? Something like that, yeah. It's not a a, a ton. We're not know? talking about a, a shot glass at a go here. Yeah, at all. I I wish. I should be so lucky. Yeah. Shot glass of time. That seems like too much, to be frank. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I would go every two days, and then, man, I don't see how I could... You know, maybe 18 months. Mm-hmm. If I'm zinking, right. if I'm zinking my loads. Hard zinking. I'm hard zinking. Would you be using Sop Palmetto for men's health? I'd be using all of it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm getting massages. Yeah. 18 months, but I, I I think two years probably. I guess the main problem is I'm I'm no fap, so. Oh. oh. Since I'm right, no right, fap. Right, right, right. Yeah, because okay. you want to achieve your full potential. I'm focusing my energy right now on getting my real estate license. (laughs) Passive income is my main thing, so. That's understandable. So what are you filling this milkshake cup with? Yeah, I (laughs) guess that would be taking a back seat. Passive income, I guess. Generational wealth. Yeah. NFTs. Yeah. God, I'd love to put some of those horny monkeys or whatever they're called in there. Sure. The ones that Seth Green draws. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Those monkeys, now they could fill a milkshake cup. Oh, my God. Two weeks. Did you guys read this story where Justin Long stole Seth Green's horny monkeys? I don't know. Is this, I don't understand. Is this a code? It's something about NFTs. He went and, I don't know. This is a different guys from movies and television. So the the Mac guy stole robot chickens monkeys? I don't know. Well, I heard hackers and I assumed. I don't know what hacking is, to be honest. I think it's just really fast typing. Yeah. Right. (laughs) That seems possible. Nobody's ever explained it to me. It seems like there's a few key buttons you can press. And I don't know which of these, I mean, like scroll lock, it might be that one. I don't know if I've ever pressed that. That's integral in, I think numlock is integral in hacking. I think anything is hacking as long as at the end you say, we're in. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. (laughs) That's the definition of hacking. Then it's hacking. We're in. Yeah, I like that. This break button that I have here. You have a break button? This is either a hacking button or conversely, a quarterbacking button. Hmm. Oh, right. It could go either way. I, it I could go either way. I've never quarterbacked or hacked, but that seems like something that could belong to either one. I feel like we've all done a little hacking, maybe like on accident. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Sure. Well, I there was that one time when I raised the nation's DEFCON to dangerous levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a hack. Yeah, that was a hack. And there's a lot of times when I've accidentally enhanced. Yeah. yeah. And I, I've made a lot of jokes about airplane food. Come on, guys. <laughs> We're doing it. <laughs> Thanks, David. Great work. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Now, Jordan, every episode of Jordan Jesse Go ultimately 
brought to you by you. When I say you, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about you, the listener to Jordan Jesse Go. That's right. Jordan Jesse Go is an audience supported program. Thanks to all the members of Maximum Fun who've gone to maximumfun.org slash join and become a member of Maximum Fun. And now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Now, Jordan, my brain is a highly tuned machine, like an Italian Ferrari car. And if you've got a highly tuned machine like an Italian Ferrari car, you're going to want to stop into the mechanic every once in a while to change your oil plugs. Hey, grease monkey, you say, give me the good stuff. Yeah. Plug in some new filters to my fuel system. I'm an Italian motor car. And that's what BetterHelp does to your brain. Even better can help you develop strategies to take care of yourself. For example, I sometimes obsess over solving problems rather than letting myself have my feelings, knowing that all feelings are transitory and not all problems can be solved. Uh, that's something that I've worked on with my therapist. It's made a big difference. It's something that you might like to work on with a therapist. Uh, you might like to work on it with a therapist from BetterHelp. Yeah, uh, therapy, it's its just the best. It's one of the greatest things I've ever done for myself. And uh, I think you would feel the same if you were someone who hasn't tried therapy. Uh, there's a lot of great ways to get it. But BetterHelp is one that is convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online, which is awesome. Uh, you can get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey. And you can switch therapists anytime. And that's a great feature of BetterHelp is that if things aren't clicking with your therapist, uh, you can just switch anytime. And we got a deal for you if you want to try it. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash JJGo today to get 10% off your first month. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash JJGo. We're also supported this week by the folks over there at Trade Coffee. Ooh. George drinking a fine coffee is one of the finer things in life, like mm -hmm. bathing in champagne or washing your toes with baby's blood. <laughs> if you can't afford baby's blood, I think you could probably find it in your budget to enjoy a good cup of coffee. Trade is really fun. I think, Jesse, last time we talked about trade, I had just started my trade coffee journey. I went online. I took their quiz to talk about, you know, what I like, how I like to make my coffee. I let them know that I added cream, team cream. Are you on the LA cream team? I got kicked off the cream team. <laughs> okay. I was cream juicing. <laughs> but I still do like cream in my coffee. And the good folks at Trade sent me Sight Glass Organic Blue Boon. Jesse, this is the best cup of coffee I have ever made at home. For real? It's so good. I was blown away that it came from my home. It's delicious. Does this have notes or... Yeah, it's got notes up the butt. Okay, not only is it like delicious, but it is exactly what I want in a cup of coffee. I know sometimes like you have a high quality product or a, you know, a, a trendy food thing and you're like, I recognize this is good. This isn't maybe exactly what I want. I can tell that this is not only high quality, but it is exactly in my zone. Trade Coffee, they partner with top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country directly to your home on your preferred schedule. I totally love it. I'm excited to finish this bag. I'm excited to get the new bag. And the quiz is really fun. I think if you brew with like a pod like I do, or if you have the fucking chemistry set, 
if, if you're using a Bunsen burner and a graduated cylinder, they've got something for you too. I'm having a blast drinking my trade coffee. I, I think you would really like it if you are a coffee nut. So if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash jjgo. That's drinktrade.com slash jjgo for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. Hey, remember, we are now on Twitter at Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, you can send your corrections to us there. We're accepting corrections. Or let's, you got a dank meme you want us to share? We'll share your dank meme. Doesn't even have to be about Jordan Jesse Go. We don't give a shit. Yeah, general memes. Yeah, we're just going to be one of those things where we just take pictures of other people's tweets and just post those. Fuck yeah. it. <laughs> Sorry, Morgan Murphy. That's what we do now. Yeah. <laughs> we're the new fuck Jerry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, follow us on Twitter at Jordan Jesse Go. We'll post, you know, if we talk about things, we'll post about them and uh, you can find out about stuff our past guests have been up to. Our cool guests are always up to something cool, all that kind of cool stuff at Jordan Jesse Go on Twitter. Of course, we're always on Facebook, facebook.com slash Jordan Jesse Go. We'll be back in just a second on the program. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Tabasco Leventhal, attorney at law. <laughs> <laughs> David Borey's ready for it. <laughs> He's done the show. He knows. Beloved recurring guest. Have you guys seen the TikTok lawyer with the hairpiece and the gold rings? No. no uh, I, it sounds right up my alley. <laughs> I basically watch no TikToks. No? Yeah, I don't have TikTok. I only know the TikToks that people post on my old man social medias. And that's enough <laughs> for me because it doesn't sure. suck me in and I get to sip the cream. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But one of the creams is this. He's sort of like a Lindsey Graham-ish type figure. Okay. Like uh, I like him already. Like a vaguely flamboyant in an old-timey way, like a Liberace-esque way, southern man with a blonde hairpiece, possibly a full wig, a full blonde wig, who has gold rings on all of his fingers and points at the screen a lot and tells you not to talk to the cops. Okay. Yeah, that's that sounds just it, like most of my high school. Just Google <laughs> Southern hairpiece lawyer gold rings and yeah. you'll see it. This is look, this is I have something that I need to And because he's on TikTok, does he tell you if you have ADHD? Yeah, he does. I have a momentous occasion for Lay us. Lay it on us. This is the segment. It's the second thing in the show. This is when we do this. How appropriate. Nothing happens to me normally, mm-hmm. so I felt obliged to share this. I took one of my kids to therapy. Therapy's fifty minutes. And it's long. I have to find something to do. So I was wandering around South Pasadena. Mm, you know beautiful. how it is. Yeah. You know, you're visiting South Pasadena Vintage. You're going to Videodrome. I think there's a soup plantation there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Videotech. Videodrome. Videotech. <laughs> a much more unpleasant uh, experience. Yeah. But then you can be born again in the new flesh. You're in the Thunderdome with Tina Turner. <laughs> yeah. And James Woods shoots you with his gun arm. I was in the streets of South Pasadena, just kind of walking casually, you know? Yeah, nice area. I hear behind me, you know those videos that explain the Doppler effect, where it's like, why does a siren seem to go... 
like that because it's driving past you? I know that, but I don't know that there's videos that explain it. Yeah, I've never. Yeah, there's videos okay. that explain it. That's what public television is, Jordan. Ah, interesting. It's that and those Mark Russell specials. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I love those. And like nuns talking about art. Okay, sounds fun. So I was in the streets of South Pasadena. That basically happened to me. So behind me, I just heard Razor razor and then a man passed me on an electric scooter Mm -hmm. he was singing his presence he goes razor he's in the street he wasn't trying to get anybody out of the way he was singing to himself razor razor so it's not like an on your left thing where he's letting people know there's a razor coming this dude was cruising in the bike lane and he just to himself in what i can only describe as a reverie Mm. was just going razor 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 Scooter Give me your answer to <laughs> I'm half Crazer yeah. All for the love of Scoot <laughs> So I let him out of the goddamn airlock It's pretty good off the dome, huh? That was great You're a regular David Diggs, Jordan Oh man I wish Don't we all So that was momentous That's really good That's really I'm good I'm glad you saw that It was a magical moment for me It was like seeing the northern lights When I'm driving around around in my Prius, I'm always singing, I'm driving in my Prius. <laughs> <laughs> I'm driving in my Prius. And then you come. Otherwise you can't orgasm. That's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> Got to fill that milkshake cup somehow, <laughs> <Yeah>. huh? <laughs> so I keep it in the cup holder. That's a great, hey, hon, I'm going to go ride the Prius around, fill up a couple loads for the milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll be, I'll be back. I just got to clear my head. Stop and get the dry cleaning. <laughs> yeah. This cup's not going to fill itself. It's what they call a plug-in hybrid. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I like Hard to it. say, I honestly. It. What is a podcast if not saying words? Yeah. It's good. Just say car stuff. Overdrive. <laughs> now, David, that's what Momentous Occasions is. Is people calling us at 206-9844-FUN or emailing us voice memos at jjgo at maximumfun.org. Why is it a Seattle number? Oh, you, you know, we keep it drizzly. I like that. Good for you. Shorts in the rain. That's what our voicemail number is all about. Hey, hey. Seasonal affective disorder. All right. <laughs> You got it. Sad in the fall. Who needs the sun? We got all this flannel. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We have nothing but contempt for fleece sleeves. Only the torso is fleeced. Washington State, it's not for me. You're a Denver man. Mile high till you die. Yeah, probably going to kill me. (laughs) What are you, Detlef Shrimp? (laughs) Okay. That was deep. That was a deep Seattle dig. That was a Seattle person. Shout out to the 96 Sonics. You got it. (laughs) We also think of a lot of segments ourselves besides momentous occasions. So we're really creative. We don't. And we'll come up with ideas for segments, have people call in for those segments. It's a lot of people think this, but it's not just people thinking of something they want to call in and tell us and then giving it a segment name. It is. It's because we're really creative. We used to work at Wyden Kennedy. Didn't. Mm -hmm. With uh, Carrie Brownstein Mm. in like a giant spider web house that they have in their headquarters hanging out there. My friend Jen used to work there. Thinking of Nike stuff. Yeah, so uh, press play on one of those, Daniel. I'm excited. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and guests. This is Dalton in New Haven, Connecticut, and I'm calling for your world-famous segment, Who Goes to Everclear Concerts in 2022? Thanks. And I just wanted to give you a little insight into, into some of that demographic. I went to an Everclear concert just earlier last month. 
I'm a graduate student in paleontology. And I guess I should probably also say I had never before listened to Everclear. We took my girlfriend's dad for his birthday to see Everclear. And, you know, it was fine. I enjoyed it well enough. And there was a fun band who opened called Fastball, who were two charming old men who sang several songs that I remember liking, but I don't actually remember what the songs are, which is also kind of what I can say for Everclear. I remember that I enjoyed it. I can also say it's been the first concert I went to that didn't have a pre-scheduled encore. As soon as it was over, everyone went off the stage and left. <laughs> I think they were all very tired. You get the chance, I say go for it, especially if you haven't heard them before, uh, because I think that makes the experience just that much better. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. I don't know a ton about fastball. It seems like something I should text Dave Holmes about. The Way. They sang the song The Way. Where were they going without ever knowing the way? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be fun to sing on a Razor scooter. cold. David, were you in fastball? I was go come on. Me? Come on. <laughs> He's in Knuckleball. They're yeah. a bar tribute band right. yeah. to Fastball. I was actually actually in Sliders. We were paid mostly in Sliders. <laughs> Jerry O'Connell was in that for a while, right? Yeah. yeah. It was most of the cast of Tomcats, actually. Oh. <laughs> Jerry and the boys. I had put into the internet Fastball band mm-hmm. to look and see if I knew any of their hit songs. I opened the Wikipedia, and the first thing I saw was that on their album, The Harsh Light of Day... Which uh, doesn't say what year that came out, but on their album, The Harsh Light of Day, they featured guest performers Billy Preston and Brian Setzer. Billy, what? Wait. Billy Preston, the fifth Beatle. (laughs) The sometime piano player for the Rolling Stones. That Billy Preston? Billy Preston, something from nothing. I love that song. Those guys can't be on the same. You can't have those two shredders on the same song, huh? Setzer and Preston. They're both fucking ripping out. The fucking just sick solos. Smashing each other with keys versus guitar. Was it the whole orchestra or was it just Setzer? No, Setzer came on to play his signature Latin guitar. (laughs) It was the orchestra, but not Setzer. It was the Brian Setzer (laughs) Orchestra without Brian Setzer. (laughs) Setzer was busy. (laughs) I can give you just a little insight to the the fastball album, The Harsh Light of Day. Sure. I'm not making fun of fastball here because the honest truth is I don't know if they're good. That, what that David no sang the song? Idea. That was good. You heard him. You didn't hear the one song? I don't know that song. Sing the, sing the song again. That's good. See? That's good. Come on, Jesse. That's good. Say it's good. They seem to have had six different bassists. Seven. I miscounted seven different bassists. Are you looking at that graph that's sometimes on Wikipedia that shows the lineups and it like has the colored bars for yeah. <laughs> when the person was in the band? Miles Zuniga, mm-hmm. who's known as the David Bory of the band. I've heard that. Yeah. The singer-songwriter. He explained about the album The Harsh Light of Day. This is something that I think actually applies to Jordan Jesse Go as well. Oh. I mean, I'm not trying to go out too far on a li- I'm not trying to say that I have Zuniga level insight. I'll say it. Oh, wow. I'll say it right now in front of everybody. Oh my God. Let's hear it. I don't give a shit. You have Zuniga level insight. Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, I wouldn't say that about myself, but I appreciate hearing it from you. No, it's fine. It's better coming from a friend. 
<laughs> Zuniga says, instead of tailoring the music for short attention spans, we tried to make an album that holds up well to extensive listening, mm. kind of cinematic, where you notice new themes entering the frame each time you see the film. Oof, that sounds like it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> you can't write down what we do in a sentence. Mm. Marketing us is a problem, but in a way that's our saving grace also, because you can't find an easy angle to summarize us and exploit. Again, this Everything here describes right. Jordan Jesse. And Gump. that's why I fire so many bassists. <laughs> so I'm always firing bassists. We might sell more records if you could, but at the same time, it forces people that really want to be interested in us to pay a little more attention mm. to what we're doing. And I think with Jordan Jesse Go, I think that's similar. Like a lot of people would miss the themes coming in right, and right. out and in and out of the jizz cup. Yes, that's true. You know what I mean? Over the years. Themes to slosh around in there. I notice a whole new theme every time I fill the jizz cup. As we dump all our little swimmers into that cup and slot it into that milkshake machine, new themes enter and exit each moment. David, this guy is responding to a story that I told on a previous show about being kind of excited to get someone's extra ticket to see Everclear, despite not really caring much about Everclear, and then getting very, very bummed when it canceled because the venue changed from a port to a patio behind a brewery. Ooh, that's where they're at? First of all, I think my problem with all this is that until just now, I for some reason was thinking he was talking about Everlast, and that's very (laughs) different. So this is something we do common mistake. We do need to address because apparently Gabris, when we were talking about Everclear, Gabris said something that actually applied to Everlast, the folk singer from House of Pain. He's the only one. I don't know anything about Everclear then. I know uh, Everlast is on that uh, Prince Paul album. It's on that song that goes, the police department is like a crew. We do whatever we want to do. Only he sounds like. Is that his rap? Can he rap? That's his like. Is he good That's his hook. Okay. He's all right at it. I mean, he's got an interesting voice just like for singing his little songs. He packs it up. He packs it in. He begins. All that stuff. (laughs) Jumps around. You know how it goes. I got no beef with Everlast. Well, I mean, I really don't know what it's like. Let's hear that other call, Daniel. Hey, Jordan, Jesse. This is Jared in California calling with another installment of your famous segment, Pop Culture Marketing Lives Forever. My son and I were paddleboarding down the Napa River, and we uh, came upon uh, numerous walls of graffiti. And then we came upon uh, two bridges that were absolutely empty of any graffiti at all. And then a final one that looked empty, except for at the end, was a seven or so foot long Shrek is Life. Yeah. Yeah. That's a palindrome. (laughs) Beautiful. Beautiful. They say that the most beautiful phrase in the English language is cellar door, but it has now been supplanted by Shrek is life. A man, a plan, a canal, Shrek. Shrek. Sure. Classic. Is he upset about it? I think that's cool. Yeah. A lot of people, this is, man. This guy was paddleboarding with his son through the Napa River, the most California activity, I guess. (laughs) Drinking wine, sharing a a (laughs) bottle of Merlot with his son. Yeah. Eating eating tacos. Mm -hmm. I've been in hot water on this program for sharing my opinion that Shrek sucks. So I'm retracting that. I'm no, stand on it. Just going to focus on the fact that Hook sucks. Okay. <laughs> wow. Just going to. I don't know about that. Home in on 
Hook sucks. Dustin Hoffman is in it. Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Me. Not even going to address Shrek. Just going to leave Shrek aside. Just, I got nothing to say about Puss in Boots. Do you hate all the Shreks? <laughs> It'd be funny if Jesse's like, no, I like Shrek 3, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But not 1, 2, 4, and 5. <laughs> I've watched them all. Shrek 4 is the one where Shrek fucks that robot, right? No. <laughs> no. He loves the robot, Jesse. Yeah. Okay. He loves the robot. He fucks the robot in Shrek 1, but then it, they're like, relationship gets complicated yeah yeah and you could tell his like in it for the sex like he like yeah. he thinks the robot's cool but yeah like, he's not really looking to he'd get drunk and dm the robot that's yeah exactly he's just like and he would settle down but he's just so busy you know he's he started a podcast so and it's yeah it's pretty mm-hmm. good it's about the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> he really? Yeah. It's about the Pirates. Is him and Andy Van Slyke? Yeah. Yeah. He's still city all day. Shrek? Have you ever been to Pittsburgh? They all look like Shrek out there. <laughs> oh, Shrek and Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> yeah. They both went to Taylor Alderdice. Actually, Shrek is Taylor Gang. A lot of people don't know that. Wow. Yeah. That's. Have you heard Jordan Shrek's album, Black and Yellow and Green? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. They're always so playing it at basketball games. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Get the crowd pumped. No, Shrek is getting a jock jams check monthly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that guy's so fucking paid mm-hmm. off of arenas. <laughs> Y'all ready for Shrek? <laughs> Dude, what if you went to the fucking basketball game? You, you went to the Clippers game or like the fucking Warriors game or something, and you're just hanging out there and the game's about to start, and then they just go, Y'all ready for Shrek? Y'all ready for Shrek? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Shrek comes I would out. lose it. It would work. It would work on me. See? People would flip the fuck <laughs> yeah. out. I would flip the fuck out. You could bring out a hologram of Kobe Bryant and it would not blow people's minds like if Shrek came out before the basketball game. If he says, y'all ready for Shrek, and then he comes out, I'm taking my shirt off. <laughs> dumping him out for Shrek. I'm, oh, I dump him out for Shrek all day. I dump him for Donkey. Are you kidding me? I love that French <laughs> The fucking Jumbotron in the middle of arena is just flashing dump him for Donkey. <laughs> for donkey. <laughs> he was kind of confusedly clapping. <laughs> yeah, nobody knows what to do. What is What are we supposed to do? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm up there hitting the truffle shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, dump him for donkey all day. Hell yeah. What do you think would happen? Let's say you're at the Portland Trailblazers game. Okay. You're in Memphis seeing the Memphis Grizzlies. Versus the Portland Trailblazers. Versus the Portland Trailblazers. Okay. All the stars are out from Dame Lillard to other basketball players on those teams. Well, John Morant. John Morant's there. He's one of the best players in all of basketball. And I forgot he's on the Memphis Grizzlies. I really only follow the one team from where I'm from. That's all you need. Okay. So let's say you're in Memphis. You're right there at the Dollar General Center. Walking in Memphis. Sorry, I had to get <laughs> I had to get in that zone. You're there. You're ready to celebrate. You're inside of the United States Postal Service arena. The music is blasting. Dun, dun, dun. You just hear. Y'all ready for Shrek? Out comes John fucking Lithgow. Oh, no. He's up on the jumbotron. He's doing fucking backflips. He's doing slam dunks off of one of those trampoline jumper things, like a gorilla suit guy. No. 
I don't like it. Now, why is John Lithgow there? Because he's from fucking Shrek, dude. Mike Myers is Shrek. No, John Lithgow is the guy with the big head. Oh, I didn't know that. He's the big head guy from Shrek that looks like John Lithgow. You can't say y'all ready for Shrek and give me fucking Farquaad? That's insane. (laughs) You have a fucking problem? That guy has six primetime Emmy Awards. Listen, I believe that, but that's you said y'all ready for Shrek. (laughs) (laughs) Someone who did a voice that wasn't Shrek. Lithgow is from Shrek. It's not y'all ready for the guy in the Manhattan Project. Did Shrek go to Lambda? Answer me that. Did Shrek go to Lambda, the London Academy of Music and Dramatic Arts? Shrek graduated from Hard Knocks University. That's right. Imagine this. Imagine Shrek comes out. They say, y'all ready for Shrek? Right. Shrek comes out and he says, ah, it's me, Shrek, (laughs) from Rugrats in Paris, the movie. (laughs) And then everybody's like, and they're fucking throwing popcorn and shit at him, throwing cans and bottles at him because they know that fucking Lithgow is the one who's mm. in Rugrats in Paris, the movie. Shrek has only ever even been in Shrek movies. He doesn't have any fucking range. I mean, he's been in some other stuff. He's got to be like in the background of Space Jam, right? Imagine Shrek in all that jazz. I've seen him in some dirty movies or at least like yeah. the slides. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it never shows you the video, but it's always just like- Like Shrek brand slides? No, 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 no. Like, <laughs> like Shrek. Shower shoes, like porn stars wearing Shrek shower shoes. Well, th- that, but when you're watching dirty movies and then it's like, oh, but what if you clicked the cartoons? You know, it's always yeah, like. Yeah, that's usually Shrek. It's always like Shrek yeah. or Lois from Family Guy. <laughs> Sometimes <Right>. both. <laughs> Sometimes I can only hope. What if y'all ready for Shrek and then a half Shrek, half Lois came out? <sighs> It's like a Gallagher 2 kind of thing. Take my shirt off for different reasons. (laughs) Everybody's getting pregnant then. Yeah. Imagine Shrek and Footloose. (laughs) I will not. Imagine Shrek and the Hendersons. Jesse, that's where I draw the line. Can you sing the Footloose song in Shrek's voice? I think you could do it. How does the Footloose song go? Footloose. Everybody cut, everybody cut. You don't remember? I don't remember the fight. I saw only saw Footloose one time. I didn't like it that much. Sorry, fucking hookheads. I didn't like (laughs) Footloose that much. (laughs) Jesse, I need to deflect. Uh, Hocus Pocus sucks. Hocus Pocus sucks. (laughs) What about this? Ah, it's me, Shrek. I'm Winston Churchill in The Crown. I like it still. I like it all. Hi, it's me. They always say it's me. No. <laughs> he doesn't say hi, it's me. He says, ach, oh, it's ach, me. Ach, it's me. Because Shrek talks in a Scottish voice. Sure. That's high in Scottish. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. La, la, la. This week, Greatest Discovery becomes Greatest Trek. That's because Greatest Trek is for way more than just Discovery. We renamed our hit show that's on Maximum Fun, covering all the new Star Trek shows. Lower Decks, Strange New Worlds, Picard, Prodigy, Discovery, and any other new Star Trek show Paramount throws at us. Come find out why we're the most important Star Trek podcast on the internet with our funny, informative recaps of all the new Star Trek shows that Paramount keeps churning out. Subscribe to Greatest Trek. It's a new Star Trek podcast from the makers of The Greatest Generation. La, 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 la. 
there? It's Annabelle Gerwich. And I'm Lara House. We host Tiny Victories, the 15-minute podcast that's about the little things. Getting into the tiny victory frame of mind is about recognizing minor accomplishments and fleeting joys. Isn't it a wonderful day when the first password you try actually works? When it's freezing cold outside and toasty as all get out in my shower, my tiny victory is that I turn off the water and get on with my day. We can't change this big dumb world, but we can celebrate the tiny wins. So join us on Maximum Fun or wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's Let's get get tiny! It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, I just realized it's not zinc I take, it's magnesium. Triple magnesium. (laughs) Fuck. Two and a half years. (laughs) Ah, it's me, Shrek. I'm Dick Solomon from Third Rock from the Sun. David, are you here? <laughs> oh, and I'm, I, oh, damn it. I was so, I'm Firecracker Chang. <laughs> and I read the weather. I discovered Joseph Gordon Levitt. <laughs> Just reading John Lithgow's IMDb? No, it's Wikipedia, dude. Was John Lithgow in Angels in the Outfield? Mm. Christopher Lloyd is the angel, right? Yeah, I think Lithgow was the outfield, though. He might be. Yeah, he played the outfield. Yes. <laughs> Can I say something about Christopher Lloyd real quick? Sure. Please. Fucking, I told you guys I've been watching Taxi on Paramount Plus mm-hmm. starring David Bory. Thank yeah. you. And first of all, Taxi rules. Like, I didn't know whether it would be boring. He used to, you know, watch reruns of it once in a while with my dad on the old famous uh, black and white TV that you change the channels with the wrench. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if I would like it as an adult. Fucking love it. The other thing is, you know, Christopher Lloyd got famous playing Reverend Jim on that show, who's like a burnt out hippie. That character is fucking vibes. That character is hashtag goals. He fucking looks dope and he's mad soulful. Like you think that what made him special, because you're like, well, the real cool one from Taxi's Andy Kaufman, right? No. I've never thought that. Fucking Andy Kaufman is weak sauce on Taxi. I've never thought that. I thought Kafka was a boring character. Yeah. It's it's a weak Hey, I'm a Hershad. Ass- I'm a Hershad. I'm not, uh, <laughs> I, I can't get behind any of this. I'll grant you, Judd Hirsch doesn't do anything in any episode of Taxi, yet he just fucking carries every scene. He does no role in it. There's no plots about <laughs> Judd Hirsch. He doesn't say anything. He just wanders through, but he's just so compelling. He grounds the whole thing and he earns his before the title credit. He's got a before the title? Before the title. Yeah, what was Hershen before? What was he coasting off of? He's got a BTT? No idea. Coasted off of nothing and they gave him a BTT. All right. Was he the lead of Dear John? Do you guys remember Dear John? I haven't seen Dear John. The sitcom? Yeah. Do you remember that? Was it on like the CW? The Letters to Soldiers? I think it was Judd Hirsch. Here we go. This is a <laughs> did Polly fuck the robot situation. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is here's what I think it is. I think this came on like before or after Sybil. I think we were either about to watch Sybil or we had just watched Sybil. Okay. Yeah. And I think it was like a support group for divorcees, which Judd Hirsch was in, but I remember the theme song. It's like him coming in and finding the letter from his wife saying that she's left. And the theme song was like was the <laughs> singer as her. It was like, so tomorrow I'll be gone, dear John. 
comedies used to be sad. <laughs> Number one, it's real. Number two, 90 episodes. Mm. Whoa! Can you imagine you're fucking Judd Hirsch? You're at 90 episodes of Dear John. You're wondering if they're going to order 13 more so you can get to 100 and get that syndication money. Mm. Damn. And they're like, Dear John, we're canceling it now with 10 episodes yeah. to go before you get that syndication money, fuckwit. He's 87 years old and still alive, Judd Hirsch. Judd, I'm very really? sincere that Judd Hirsch has almost no plots on Taxi, does almost nothing, and is fucking wonderful. That's the dream. You just want to look at him. But my point about Christopher Lloyd is, I remembered Reverend Jim as being a novelty character. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. you thought he was like more fringe? I thought he was like a one joke. Like just a catchphrase machine, yeah. Yeah, oh. just like a one joke You thought thing. he was fat comic book guy. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and Christopher Lloyd is so fucking good and three-dimensional and soulful and beautiful as Reverend Jim, the burnt-out hippie. Also, one of the pioneers of denim on denim on denim. Yeah. He looks so fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> Denim, denim, denim. <laughs> That's the song from the second level of Super Jay Leno Brothers. <laughs> the worst pack-in game. Oh. You're so, like, Taxi is the king of Blue Jeans shows. Yeah. If you think you're seeing some Blue Jeans on fucking Happy Days or whatever, turn on Taxi. All you want is those fucking high-waist boot cuts. Get that little Tony Danza ass going. Mm. You want that denim with the sick fucking fades like Christopher Lloyd. My goodness See, gracious. I wanted to veto three-piece. Oh. <laughs> Rolled up because I'm tired. Nasty and sloppy. It's been Ooh. a long day. Ooh, I love me some Man. old DeVito. There was a fucking episode of Taxi I watched that the whole episode was just about how Danny DeVito in his little cage, you know he's in that little cage mm -hmm. yeah, they put, where he dispatches they people, up. they put him in a cage. <laughs> and just there's a spider in his cage and he's scared of it. He's not scared. It's not like the premise isn't he's arachnophobic. He's scared of all spiders or whatever. It's just that there's a spider and he's scared of that spider. And it's so fucking funny. He's, listen, you don't have to tell me, man. I, j I just watched Twins not three days ago. Twins. I didn't realize when I was a kid, I thought I liked Twins because it's Arnold. I'm a DeVito guy. A hundred percent. Arnold Schwarzenegger's a fucking zero. Yeah. <laughs> he's so bad. He does this thing. I noticed where he, whenever he plays play smart characters he just furrows his brow a lot like he just goes yeah. like this that's what he thinks smart is well i'm thinking of math yeah. <laughs> that was that weird point where they would put him in straight up comedies with no action oh yeah, yeah. The, twins is good though twins is good i i would like to rewatch twins you should do a deep dive arnold though is bad he's known the world over as the hook of actors mm. <laughs> Hook is bad. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's not any good, though. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, come on. I'm sure this has come up on the show before, but that is the movie that I like. It was a beloved sleepover movie for me as a kid. And then like learning later in life that it was a bomb that Spielberg is embarrassed of. It's like, what? No, that. I didn't, I didn't know that. That makes me sad. Yeah, I know. It's kind of a but. Um, yeah. Damn. Jurassic Park's pretty good. You're saying like, <laughs> Spielberg movies are okay. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> what about when the fat kid laughs about the marbles? You got to like that part. It's got to be fun. Food fight? Imaginary food fight? Yeah, is that good? Yeah. yeah. The up. movie Food Fight. That's good. That's good. 
That's the low budget animated children's <laughs> film with second tier food brand licenses <laughs> where Charlie the Tuna is the star of the movie. That's a good movie set in a fucking grocery store. Hey, uh, David. <laughs> Tell me. Got any shows coming up? I'll be at the Allegiant September 15th. That's right here in Los Angeles. No right big here in deal. LA. Be doing 50-ish minutes of new material. Ooh, you know what yum. I mean? Or maybe old material. Who knows? Maybe you just come out and I'll fill an ice cream shaker with jizz. <laughs> Anything could happen. Anything. Wow. Most people know Judd Hirsch <laughs> as Sergeant Dominic mm. from Del Vecchio. <laughs> Mario Gallo is Del Vecchio, and then Judd Hirsch is Sergeant Dominic. All fantasy everything. Great podcast, too. David's on it. One of the funniest. Sean Jordan, Ian Carmel. Really funny. Three of the funniest guys. Incredibly funny show. Judd Hirsch. Judd Hirsch. Yeah. Shrek. Shrek. Jordan, you were on an all fantasy everything. People can go listen to that because they love you already. Yeah, that was a blast. I really had a really had a great time Jesse, on it. Jesse, come on. We'll draft the Bay Area. Nobody else has to come. It's just me and you. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm good to go. Steven Bochco created Del Vecchio. Now, guys, <laughs> I got to wrap this show up so that I can fucking read more about Del Vecchio starring Judd Hirsch. And of course, Mario Gala. Our producer on Jordan Jesse Go is Daniel Zafrin. Our theme music, Love You by The Free Design. Thanks to The Free Design. Thanks to Light in the Attic Records. I told you I met the Light in the Attic Records guy. He was really nice about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to Light in the Attic Records guy. I told him I'd buy him lunch sometime. You can find us on Reddit at MaximumFun.reddit.com. You can find us on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris at Jesse Thorne. On Instagram at Jordan David Morris and at put.this.com. On uh, hey, actually, this speaking of social media, the show is rocketing into 2022 by getting a Twitter account. Holy shit! Oh. Thanks to our producer Daniel, there's now at Jordan Jesse Go. I have a proposal. I have a proposal for the new Twitter account. Is Twitter is just for anybody who's listening? That's sort of like an aim away message that shows up on your phone. Yeah, you follow a bunch of people. Follow friends, people you like. You don't see any of that, but you just see like somebody from MSNBC dunking on Ted Cruz. You don't follow either of them, but you see that. I've been using Twitter lately, Jordan. Mm. I decided to check it out because I like AOL yeah. instant messenger away messages so much. Yeah, it's like that. You can ASO. And I'm like, everybody's there just like, yeah, I get it. That's what kind of sandwich you had for lunch. Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, I'm supposed to just take pictures of my lunch? <laughs> yeah. What is this? Are you telling me what kind of sandwich you had for lunch? Who cares? Sorry. Uh, I'll be busy reading the encyclopedia while you're posting your lunch. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Sorry. I bought these encyclopedias at the grocery store. Here's my proposal for our new Twitter account. Usually we direct any corrections about the show. You know, did we get anything wrong? Are opinions about hook wrong. Uh, we yeah. usually direct those kinds of corrections to at JD Power. But I think for the next... Obviously, the hook thing's not going to be an issue. For the next month, I want to direct corrections to at Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah. Daniel will read them. And yeah. if they're grievous enough, we will at the end of certain shows, issue corrections. That's because of our journalistic ethics. Yeah, we really want to just set the record straight. This is the podcast of records. So for the next month, mm -hmm. take those corrections that you've been seething on. You know, did we get something about John Lithgow's IMDb wrong? <laughs> is there no third Shrek movie? 
let us know. I made some memes on there. One of them's Guy Fieri saying, welcome to Burbank. If you see something, eat something. And then one of them is like a therapist. I Googled therapist meme generator. Mm. It's the therapist helping a comedy writer. And he's saying, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy is just giving your inner monologue some alts. So there you go. Beautiful memes. They're great memes. And corrections. So yes, we'll be reading. They both got two retweets. So they're pretty hot. Pretty hot memes. So yeah, follow that Twitter account. Let us know what we got wrong. We can't wait to hear. Mm, yeah. At Jordan, Jesse, go. And then what's great about this is that Daniel's going to read them. Yeah. Not us. <laughs> so we don't have to get annoyed <laughs> with you. Jordan, I don't even know how to read. Oh, we should learn, man. There's a wealth of... Honestly overrated. Oh, <laughs> well, okay. I'm saying yes. David's saying no. <laughs> what am I going to read? A bunch of fucking encyclopedias from the grocery store? Well, what are you going to do instead? Look at pictures of people's lunch that they're posting online? <laughs> uh. I guess I'm just going to look at pictures of people's lunch that they posted online. It's like, oh, I great. That's what kind of sandwich you ate? Congratulations, is what I'll say sincerely. It's just that it sounds insincere right. just because of how I talk. Anyway, bye. <laughs> is that the end of the show? <laughs> what is the end of a podcast mm. if not but the ceasing of talking and what is what is love if not grief persisting and something like that fill the cup what boots it to repeat fill the cup yes fill it <laughs> cool <laughs> good show yeah good job everybody we'll talk to you next time on jordan jessica i'll hug you and kiss you and love you love you love you love you, love you. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned, audience supported